morning, gentlemen. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Maybe fasten our seatbelts a little bit. We're not sure. Um, thought we would get a light Gemara. Well, guess what? We have a famous Shas Sugya today uh, that we started uh, yesterday. And this is called Kamle Midirabimine, which is the uh, give him the bigger one. Which is a concept that uh, in certain cases where a person is dealing with uh, the, uh, a capital case at a minimum, uh, we are not going to then make him pay the monetary case. Now, it could be he should pay it if he wants to be a nice guy, you know, but we're not saying he didn't owe it. Again, when a person shoots a person and kills him, we're going to deal with the fact that he killed a person. We're not going to deal with the fact that he put a hole in his shirt with a bullet. That's the kamle miniravine. The question is, so that applies when there's a extreme penalty, death. But what about if it's death from the hands of heaven? And there's two types of death from the hands of heaven. There's uh, misabidei shemaim, death from the hand, and then there's also kuris, which is cut off from the heavens. And then also we'll see later there's whipping. So the question will be, how far do we take this kamle minirabimine? That's going to be the main, that's, that's, uh, that's one thing we'll deal with over the next few days. And then uh, the other thing uh, that we deal with is Kamle Ramine only means when the particular uh, charge, the particular Isser came at one time, and at the exact same time he did the minor thing. At the same time he killed somebody, he put a hole through the guy's shirt. What, what happens if they came at different times? In other words, he robs a store and then he kills somebody. So, of course, we're going to get it with both because those are two different... Kamle Mirabine means when the, at the exact same time, both things come together. But if he robbed a store a week before and then a week later he killed somebody, he's going to have to go to both courts. It's only when they come together. And so where today what's going to get complicated is how, how to decide exactly the moment when the Isser comes. When, the, when, when, we, when, he, when exactly does he get that boom? Whoops, that's the point where he gets that, because we're going to see that in many cases, uh, when he's doing, when he robs the drugs, when he robs the store and he kills, those are two different times. Even though they're cl- somewhat close, we're going to see that if there are two different times, I think more is going to get into that nuance. Okay, fine. So we are on 30A. Uh, we are going to start from uh, Omar Ravchista, which is about seven lines from the top. Omar Ravchista hakol modim. Everybody would agree. Again, we'll continue the subject of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah was the penalty, the special penalty in the Torah case where a person assaults a woman who's the basula. Uh, and the question was, and again, this is how we got into Kamle Midarabimine, what about if the person is in more trouble than just having relations with a woman, whether she was willing or, or unwilling, uh, that he's obligated to pay? But what about if it was a forbidden woman? And he's going to lose his life for having relations with a forbidden woman, not just for assaulting a woman. So that, those were cases that we dealt with in the Mishnah, Chayve Lavin, Chayve Kores. So uh, that's where we open this subject. When a person commits an assault, he did one thing wrong. He, he took the woman's basulim outside of marriage, whether it was willing, whether it was coerced, whether the father consented. So that's a, that's a penalty for that. But forget about the penalty. He deserves death because he, he had relations with a forbidden woman. And so the question was, how forbidden is it? Well, the more now throws, there's an interesting halacha that every person's wife or every woman is forbidden during the wrong time of the month. So what happens 
if this woman, I mean, before he assaulted her, he didn't ask her if she went to the mikvah, so she would have been Anita. So what happens when he assaulted Anita, a woman, the wrong time of the month? Do we give him the penalty or do we say, well, he's in much bigger trouble, which he is. Besides, uh, besides uh, the trouble, which is serious and severe, you know, he's going to get for assaulting this woman or coercing the woman. Uh, he's in bigger trouble because he committed a chiv karis. They'll be cut off for that. So the question is, would we say, come Lehman Rabine? So he says, everybody would agree that we don't say, come Lehman Rabine, why? Because there was one opinion that it has to be, it's only when he has the penalty of taking the wife. In other words, the Torah says he pays the penalty and then he gets another penalty that he has to marry her. Uh, so that means he can also marry a woman who's Anita. You can propose to her because she'll be permitted to him when she's not Anita. And he's allowed to keep her. Uh, there was a debate, does it mean only if you propose to your sister and she accepts, you're still not married to her. If a person proposed to a mamzeris and she accepts, you're married to her, but you can't keep her. Those were just two nuances in the opinions we had before. But either way, everybody would agree that Anita, you can propose to her and you're married to her, and you can keep her because she won't be Anita forever. So Hanami Roy Lakaima. And therefore, uh, either way, if a person uh, assaulted or coerced a woman who was Anita, we'll definitely pay the fine. But uh, this opinion that everybody agrees, it's always not everybody, which person is it that wouldn't agree? Lafuki midrim nekunya benekana. This would exclude Reb Nechunya ben Akana's opinion. Reb Nechunya ben Akana says, he argues on our Mishnah, that when there's a key of chorus, uh, we don't give the penalty. Uh, and therefore, when the... Per, why? Because he's got much more to worry about. He's going to be cut off. Uh, that's the ultimate penalty, to be cut off from your source, to be cut off from the Almighty, is the worst, worst thing you could have ever happen. Uh, you might say death is the worst. In some ways, chorus is, is a more severe penalty. Um, we talked about it a little bit, that there is an advantage to karis, which is Hashem accepts tshuva. You could tell Hashem, you're sorry, you do tshuva, you might not be cut off. Whereas in the Beisdin, they don't accept tshuva. If you do, if a person commits a chayve lavin, let's say he, uh, uh, he wears shotness or something, so he's going to get whooped. He can't say, oh, I did tshuva. Sorry, it's not going to help. <laughs> doesn't it? Sorry, doesn't help. The Beisdin doesn't go with sorry. Only Hashem goes with tshuva. Uh, but uh, the base, and there's no such thing as, I, uh, you know, uh, he killed someone, sorry, I, I did tshuva, I feel bad, it's not going to help. Uh, the base din doesn't recognize uh, teshuva, that's not, that's Hashem's base din. So we tend to think of Hashem's base din as being lighter because there's a way out, but it, it doesn't, it really, it's not lighter, it's this extreme penalty, it's just Hashem in his kindness has, has a way out of it. But either way, when the Kuhn says, even what's not called death at the hands of heaven, but what's called being cut off. Now, we don't really have a chance to explain the difference between Misi Bidei Shemayim and Karis. That would take a long time to develop exactly what that is. Um, uh, Revolbi has a beautiful idea. He says that if something has a penalty of Karis when you don't do it, so that means that when you do do it, it has the opposite effect. It means you get more connected. So when you do a mitzvah, you get connection. That's the, so if you do a, let's say, for example, if a person doesn't keep Corbin Pesach, they get cut off for not bringing Corbin Pesach. So that's because the reward is you get connected. 
which is the, that's the ultimate. Be connected to your source. That's a, or more connect. You get a better connection today with cell phones. We get that where you can have like it's a weak connection. You get a better connection. You know, it's 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 enudova. Like people pay extra money to have to have a better connection, or they move spaces. So too, we should want to have a better connection. But chas v'shalom, somebody that's cut off. That's the. But at any rate, if a person gets cut off, and they do penalty, some would argue that. Um, the penalty is really to the woman, whereas the being cut off is to Hashem. Maybe that's why you get both. That's also an interesting point. In other words, when you do the same crime to the same person, you killed him and you tore his shirt, maybe we're not going to get you for tearing your shirt. But what happens when you killed one person and you damaged another? So those might be, that's another point in this Kamle Mitterabimine. Again, this is a very big discussion how this Kamle Mitterabimine works. And we're just starting it. So uh, we're excluding Rem Nekunya Benekanya. Uh, that said the following, the Kunakana, right in the middle of the page, Hao says Yom Kippur Bishabbos. What happens when a person violates Yom Kippur? So when you violate Shabbos, that the courts can kill a person for. That's Misa Bidei, Misa's Beisdin. If a person violates Chasfisholom Yom Kippur, that's Misa Bidei Shemayim. That's the courts kill. So the question is, would. That's Hashem, thank you. Bidei Shemaim, yeah. That's, um, I said the quote, you're right. The Bidei Shemaim, Hashem. So the question is, uh, do you say Kamlei bin Rabine when Hashem does the penalty? That was the question. Or is it only when the court does the penalty? In our courts, they don't deal with two things at once. Does that, what about if he did something that he'll, the court, so he says it's the same. My Shabbos, just like Shabbos, Mishai bin Nafsho. You're liable with your life, the courts will punish you with death. So therefore, pater minatash lumen, then you don't have to pay monetary crime that came at the same time. Also, if a person violates Yom Kippur and does a monetary thing, miskai benashu pater minatash lumen. Now, by the way, that would have relevance to our subject of if a person had relations with a woman and he's going to have to pay a monetary fine because he took away her besulim and now she's going to have a harder time. Uh, she's not going to get the dowry she wants. But he's also guilty of violating a woman that's forbidden to him in a Shemayim. The question was, do we say Kamle and Rabbinus? Rabbi Nechunya would hold you do. So the question is, where does Rabbi Nechunya learn that a penalty at the hands of heaven is just like the penalty uh, down here, that they're equal? And therefore, if they're equal, you also say Kamle and Rabbinus. The answer is, he learns out from the word Ason, my time in where the Torah talks about. Um, Death, it talks about death in two cases. One is death menashemayim, and one is death down here. And it uses the same word. And so, therefore, it must be that they're equal in a certain way. Death at the hands of heaven and death down here. What's that word? The word is asom. So the, so the debate really, though, is how do we know that word asom is talking about a heavenly death or is it talking about an earthly death? So that's what we're going to jump into that debate. Om Rabbi Nemer asom midayadam. It uses the word death through humans. And it uses the word. It's, it, it's a very unique word, this word death. It means like a sudden death that comes on a person. It's like a, what do the article call it? Calamity or something? Or a um, fatality. Yeah, fatality is like a, it's not like a slow, it's like something will happen that will cause death. So there's death that happens through human beings and there's death that happens through the heavens. Maya, somebody, just like when the Beisdin will kill you, you're going to be almost Since that word is used for both, Asun refers to both types of death, all deaths are equal, 
So therefore, if we say by human death, we say we only deal with the bigger penalty. So too, when a person commits a crime that in heaven they want to kill him, he's going to be exempt from the human, uh, the, the monetary penalty. How do you know that Pusik? Where's the Pusik that talks about heavenly death? Uh, that's by Yaakov Avinu, where Yaakov Avinu said, don't take Binyamin, I'm afraid he'll die. I'm afraid that something could happen. He could have a sudden occurrence of death. He was, Binyamin was the last son he thought that was left of his beloved wife, Rachel, and he was afraid that something could happen. So he said, don't take him, you might get an asun. That was the whole question. The, the paro had, made, had said, I want you to bring your other son back with me. And Yaakov said, no, I don't want there to be an asun. So that we're saying, you see from there, that a heavenly death, is that word refers to a heavenly death, and so that's equal to a human death. So now the Gemara wants to know, what kind of death were we talking about over there? So how do you know? How do you know he was afraid he might get a heavenly death, uh, which would come from like a, this word, initially the Gemara thought were like COVID, like a, a plague. Like he'll get a he'll get a disease he'll get cold or heat. Dilma al What maybe Yaakovina was afraid of human death from a lion or from robbers. Those are not those are those are regular human things. So atu Yaakov ahayazer ahayloazer. Do you think Yaakov was only afraid of one kind of death and not another? Akolmiliazer. Um, he was afraid of any kind of death. In other words, Yaakov was, was worried about all types of worry. It's not just one kind of worry. So therefore, the word ason means all types of worry, and so it includes heavenly worries, and, you, and therefore you see that, all, that, that there's, uh, therefore, that just like if a, an earthly death, you would only deal with the death and not with the monetary thing, also to a heavenly one, you would deal only with the heavenly death and not the monetary thing. But now the more wants to get to a side subject, we mentioned that the heavenly death was called sinu pachim, which is chills and cold. Bidei Shemaim, are those heavenly things? Vatanya, listen, if you wear a coat, you don't get cold. Vatanya, kol bidei Shemaim. Everything is heavenly. You have no control over uh, things that happen to you. Chutz mitzin rupachim, but you do control uh, wearing a coat outside or dressing appropriately. Chills, I'll just tell you an interesting thing. We mentioned chills. So there's a big shaila uh, that's good to know. What happens if a person forgets to leave their air conditioning on uh, in Atlanta in the summertime where it's uh, 90, 100 degrees out, right? So there's a question, can you get a non-Jew to turn it on on Shabbos? So, uh, so normally, if uh, it's not, you can't rand- always rely, have a non-Jew do something forbidden that you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. But if there's a, somebody could get sick uh, in the house, then you are allowed to get it for, if there's a danger, you definitely are allowed to get a non-Jew to do something on Shabbos. Welcome, Sakana. So uh, in the wintertime, if you don't have the heat on, so everybody recognizes people could get sick. It's, it's dangerous to not have the heat on. You can get a non-Jew. And in Europe, that's what they always did. They always had non-Jews lighting the fires on Shabbos and uh, putting the wood in the stove, you know, because the, there was no other way to do it. You couldn't just set the thermometer. So, but Ramosha said that even putting the air conditioning on, people can get sick from being too hot. You know, they can uh, being uh, overly, overheated. Can also, and therefore... Uh, I'm not sure if it's sick or, or really uh, in a bad state. So um, actually, oh, people die from overheating all the time. And yeah, the cities where there's electricity out, people die from uh, heat, heat problems. 
But he said, therefore, if a person's air conditioning got, uh, he needs a non-Jew to do it, even though that's a malacha. If a person can do that on Shabbos, get a non-Jew to turn on the AC. Uh, but either way, so that's what the Mora says. Are you sure that's from the heavens? Isn't that from us? If you're a little careful, you can avoid being too hot. You know, don't step in the freezer or whatever. So, and who said that the lion and robbers are only humans? Uh, so, sometimes there's nothing you can do. Is the, um, uh, are those things strictly things that happen because we weren't careful and we went out at night or we went to an unsafe place, don't they sometimes happen because Hashem sends them? How do we know? And this is what I was telling you today is Erev Tisha B'Av V'Yom Shechor Beis HaMikdash, from the day, um, the day that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. I, I find this Gemara interesting also because it really says the Sanhedrin stopped judging even before the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. And so uh, it should have, and why doesn't it say from the day the Sanhedrin stopped? Because the source of our halacha is the base amigdash. But at any rate, Alpha Pisha Batu Sanhedrin, even though we no longer have courts, Arba Misas Lo Batal. We still have death penalties. So Morris says, Lo Batal, we still do. <laughs> Which Sanhedrin do you know of? Habatlu. The court doesn't sit. El Gemara answer, we turn the page, Din Arba Misas Lo Batal. He means that the laws of the courts, uh, we're on 30b at the top, are, did not battle. So the Morris says, uh, how do we see that? Mishnah Schaif see, let's say a person deserves to be stoned. So, uh, so even though the court doesn't physically take him and stone him, Hashem takes care of it. Oh, Nafu Minagagi falls off the roof. Oh, Chaya Dorsua, or he gets uh, jumped on by a Chaya. Oh, Mishnah Schaif Sreifa, and if a person needs to be burned, oh, Nafu Midaleka, he'll fall into a fire. Oh, Nakash Makishu, or he gets bit by a snake. It's interesting that snake venom is compared to like a fire. It like, it's like a burning, I guess, uh, if a person is... Uh, nobody should ever have to know what that feels like. Um, and somebody that deserves to get the sword, he'll either be handed over to the old guillotine. That was often a common way that they did it was with the sword. Or he gets the arm robbers. Or if he needs to be choked, O Tova Banar... He'll, uh, he'll drown in the sea, or he gets srukni, srukniki, some kind of, uh, Rashi says it's askar the grach, srukni askara, vahu begarin, it's a throat disease, it's called uh, malament, I don't know what that is, but it's, it's askar, it's um, he's going to get the throat disease, which is, uh, he'll have trouble breathing. Uh, so what do you see? Uh, you see that uh, there still are heavenly, uh, heavenly problems. So Gemara said, you're right. Epoch, we maybe we have to switch our wording. Uh, Hashem sends the lions and Hashem sends the robbers. But the cold and the hot is controllable. Just put on a coat, take off a coat, don't go out, you know, don't go places that are too hot or too cold. Okay, that was kind of a side issue that we got into once we brought in the wording of how we quoted it, of whether what is considered death men shemayim and what is considered, um, you know, when is it that something's heavenly sent and when is it, um, sometimes a person gets sick, it's just sent from Hashem. We don't control how a person gets germs. And then other times he didn't wear a mask, you know, or he should have, where he should have or whatever, or he was, he got, he was, um, uh, he went outside when he, he should have worn a coat and he didn't. Okay. So now that's one explanation of Reb Nechunya Ben Akana. It was a little bit difficult, as we saw in the Gemara. Like, 
the word ason, to interpret it, you know, different kinds of death are all equal, it wasn't so clear which kinds of death we were worried about to interpret even heavenly deaths. So Rava has a different explanation, I'm a little more direct. I shouldn't say one, one's not better than the other, it's another terror. Again, we're looking for a view that when a person gets heavenly death, he's not going to deal with an earthly punishment like a fine. So I'm a Rava, time it arrived, kunya benakana, it's the following pasik. If a person ignores, ignores me and gives his seed to the idol, they used to sacrifice their children to the gods. Idol worship is particularly bad, but when a person is willing to kill his children for idol worship, he's asking for trouble. God says, I'm going to put my face against him. I'm going to be in his face. And his family. And I'm going to cut him off. So, guess what? My cutting off is just like your death. My and just like your death. So, uh, don't think a person gets away easy and says, oh, don't worry, the courts won't do anything. Only Hashem will do, give him a chorus. Chorus is pretty strong. <laughs> Nobody wants to ever have deal with a chorus. So, getting back to our question, when a person gets something that the penalty is chorus, does he also, do we say this idea that he's dealing with the supreme penalty, he doesn't deal with all, a simple monetary thing? So, comes out chorus is pretty severe. And so, too, if a person were to uh, have relations with a woman and he's going to get the penalty for losing, for paying her dowry because he's going to cost, when she later on wants to get married, she'll, she won't get the kind of dowry she wanted or have trouble. The, the, he has a much bigger penalty to deal with. That He's going to deal with having relations with a woman who's totally forbidden. Okay. So my Ika Bein Ravalabai, what is the difference between these two explanations? They're both explain that heavenly penalty is bad. What about a non-Kohen who eats truma? So that's actually not the Kares penalty. That's just the Misibide Shemayim penalty, the death at the hands of heaven. So didn't we just explain the Kares is death at the hands of heaven? No, they're actually nuanced. There's so many things that you, if you had time to go into, let's do that, Rashi. If a, if a non-Kohen eats truma, amazing. He has to do it on purpose. If you do it by mistake, it's not misivide shemaim. It's death at the hands of heaven, but not kares. So Rashi says cutting off is worse. Kares who vizaranenshin. Kares you get cut off, and a person's children get punished. Exceed ririmiu. Debate what that means because there's a pasuk that says that you know children don't get punished for the sins of the adults. But again, that's a different form to deal with that. But we're just opening the idea that there's a third nuance. Besides, again, you have death at the hands of Basedin. And then we said that you don't deal with the monetary penalty if they're dealing with death by court. And then you have being cut off at the hands of heaven. And then that was our, our Mishnah said that you still will have to deal with the monetary penalty when it's chorus. But Nekunya Ben said no. And then we brought in a new thing, which is death at the hands of heaven, uh, which that's by uh, if you eat truma. So according to Abai Pater, according to Rabbi Yerchai, Ulabai Pater, are you sure like Abai your Pater? Uh, said, would admit if a person steals his neighbor's sirloin steak uh, and he eats it. So he's in big trouble. We don't eat sirloin because that's one of the forbidden fats. Um, 
the, the loin of the animal is one of those things that went on the... What always confuses us is that they, they always translate chalev as fat. And we always think, ooh, who's going to eat fat? It actually means fatty meat, juicy meat. So the sirloin is very... Uh, uh, now, actually, it's not so clear. There is, it, it could be if we took out the forbidden part, you could eat the sirloin, you know, that's so you can get a sirloin in Eretz Yisrael if you go to the right place. Uh, but... Um, uh, there, there are fats that are forbidden, the, the juicy parts of the meat. So what happens if he stole his neighbor's forbidden fat and he ate it? So the question is, does he got to pay it back? So we're going to, uh, so he's guilty of eating forbidden fat, which is a chorus uh, kind of thing. I'm sorry, it's a misibide shamayim kind of thing. Uh, and he also is guilty of stealing his neighbor's uh, steak. So why would he admit over there that you're chayev? I thought we say kamalei rabini even that case. And so now we open the new nuance, which has to do with this idea that you're exempt is only when it comes at the same time. But when it comes at different times, and, and I gave you the analogy when we started, person robbed, uh, robbed a bank a week before, and then he killed somebody a week later. So even though we say kamalei rabini, we're gonna, he's on death row for the, the murder, he's still got to pay back the money he stole because it came at different times. But even if it comes a few seconds earlier, he's still going to have... This idea is only when it comes exactly at the same time. So over here where he stole, guess what? First he stole it, and then he ate it. So he, got the, he stole it first, and then he ate it. So those are, you can't say, well, well, let's deal with eating. That's a much bigger problem over here. He ate treif. He ate... Uh, no, it came at a different time. What do you see? As soon as he picks it up, Kanye. Then it's called, he acquires it. He stole it. As soon as he picked up the steak, he's guilty. He, he's not guilty of death until he ate it. Here also, as soon as he picks it up, he acquires it. Um, he won't be in trouble until he eats it. So our question here uh, is why are we saying that uh, he would be guilty, uh, he would have kamalei uh, mirabine, it comes at two different times. So Umar said there is a way that it will come at the same time. He just puts his mouth to the plate. Uh, he puts his mouth to his plate. Yeah, but the Umar had the same thought. Oh. Uh, somebody puts the food in his mouth. You know, here. You know, he tosses it in his mouth. Uh, so therefore, he didn't pick it up first. He, he, so by, he swallows it and acquires it at the same time. So the Morris says, so, so, yeah, but he's got to chew it. How do you chew a steak? As soon as you chew it, see, what, what he should have done was spit it out right away, and uh, then you could give it back. Give him back his steak, spit it out. But instead, he chewed it. So when you chew it, by that time, he doesn't want it back. Um, you know, you can't just wash off the spit. He chewed it, right? So once he chews it, then it's yours. We're not going to throw the book at you until you swallow it. So the Morris said, well, uh, you put it deep in his throat. So the Morris said, hey, eat a If he could spit it out, he should spit it out. So the Morris said, no, he still could have like gurgled it up somehow. Rapapa, he, he wanted a, a little more clear case. He put a liquid in his throat. When you put a liquid, he can't return it. And nobody's going to want their wine back, you know, with spit in it like that. Um, I to guess help, to help the meat go down, or just just um, just just uh, just uh, different. Uh, in other words, uh, um, so um, yeah, like a different case. 
See, if, if, you, if you got the meat, I guess he could wash off the spit. He still wants his steak back. But if, if this was his neighbor, his, the Cohen's wine, a truma wine, as soon as it's in your mouth, you can't give it back. So therefore, it comes at the same time. Ravashi, he says a different name. Let's say uh, he owned the truma. So it's not stealing. Uh, meaning that, let's say his, his, uh, his mother's father was a Kohen and he inherited, or uh, you can own truma and not, uh, and not be a Kohen. A Kohen could sell you truma and you could sell it to another Kohen. Right? So he actually owned the truma. Um, so by eating the truma, he's only guilty of the penalty from the hands of heaven. And then he ripped his neighbor's clothing while he was eating it. So he's eating the truma and tearing the clothing at the same time. So again, we're looking for uh, a scenario um, where the, they come at the same time and we could possibly say, Gufa, let's look at this some more. Even who says that sometimes we let a person off from the minor penalty when they come at the same time, he will admit. We're on tomorrow's page. Okay, so we'll see what we can do. He would admit. If you steal your neighbor's steak and you eat it, you're going to have to pay for the steak. Why? Because you stole it first before you get the iser of eating the steak. Lema pligi de Revavin. Shouldn't we say he argues on Revavin? The Omer Revavin, Revavin says the halacha like this. And this deals with when is the moment of no return? When does the sin come? He says the following. Let's say a person throws an arrow or, a, or like a spear on Shabbos. So the rule is the sin only comes about when you, you pick it up, you toss it, it goes and then it lands. That, that's, where, that's the formal. If a person did that by mistake on Shabbos, he's clearing off his lawn, let's say, and he sees somebody left a spear there or, or he doesn't want the kids to play with it. And he gives it a toss and it goes so the, the, um, he, the, the sin starts after it lands. So it goes from the beginning to end. But guess what happened? He, when he tossed this spear, he didn't realize that there was a, a sweater hanging there. There was a silk tie, and it tore the silk tie. So uh, the question is, he's going to have to bring a, a, a sin offering. He's going to have to bring a lamb or a goat because he tossed a spear on Shabbos by mistake. But at the exact same time, is he going to have to pay for the silk tie that he tore? So uh, we want to say he doesn't have to pay for the silk tie because he had the same, at, during the moment that the tie tore or the silks tore, he was guilty of, of violating the Shabbos. And if he did it on purpose, the courts would kill him for that. So, Shakira, so when he picked it up, the picking up, didn't, the sin didn't come till he put it down. Here also, Hakanami, Hagba, you need to pick up the food in order to eat it. So why are we saying that when you pick it up, that's, you didn't do the sin of eating it yet. You started the sin of eating it as soon as you picked it up. Why are we saying that it, it comes at two different times when you steal the steak? Uh, you first stole the, the steak and then you ate the, the steak and you're going to have to pay for both. Why don't we say that as soon as you picked it up, uh, you got the sin of stealing, but that's also part of eating it. Haki hashta. You can eat something without picking it up or somebody could put it in your mouth or it could be hanging and you just put your mouth around. Exactly, exactly. That's where, that's, that's where the Gemara is going right now. Very good. 
Huh? Well, barbers, do they lay out the hot dogs, the hamburgers? You just bend down and you just that's, make it. That's where we're going right now. So, Haki Hashta. Hasami Epshila Nocha Below Akira. Over there, you, with the, the, uh, the spear, you can't put it down unless you picked it up. In other words, you need to pick it up first, toss it, and put it down. Exactly. Exactly as Richard said, you could, uh, kids sometimes eat that. I don't know if adult, adults like to pick up the food first and put it in their mouth, or the, but you could actually bend down and put it in your mouth. They have uh, these like contests at carnivals. You know, you gotta find oh, really? Okay, yeah. Or yeah. that way the apples are there. So it's possible to eat without picking it up. To eat, boy, if you want. You could bend down and eat it. Or, over there, there's, uh, it's, it's a point of no return. You can't pull the spear back once you let go. Over here, you could, once you pick up the steak, you could put it back down. So, uh, therefore, uh, again, we're, we're just dealing with the issue of does the sin come at the same time as the other sin? There's two sins involved, eating a trafe steak and stealing somebody's steak. That's, those are the two sins involved at the same time. Uh, um, and so that's, that's what we're dealing with. So my ikabain high, what's the difference between these two uh, cases? That we, we kind of said the same thing in two different ways. Ikabainayu, the difference would be hamavir sakin bishusarabin. See, we were talking about a spear, which you couldn't... What happens if you're holding a sharp knife and then you tore the silk as you were walking? Whereas you're holding a silk knife and you're walking... A person forgot it was Shabbos and he's walking in the public area with his protection, his knife, and by mistake he slices somebody's silk tie before he uh, gives it to him or whatever. It doesn't call it a tie, it's just silks. I don't know what the silks are doing in the, on the public area, but they're there. So, because should be so according to that expression, you can't put it down without picking it out down. Here also, you have to pick up the knife and put it down. So really, it's in the middle of those steps. And therefore, it's not at the same time. But according to the expression, it's, you can't pull it back. Uh, here, where you picked up the spear and you tossed it, here you could pull it back. Gufa, let's look at that halacha itself. You toss a, a arrow from the beginning to, of the Dalanamas to the end. And it tore somebody's silks. Pater, hilpi pater. Why? Because it's one long motion. So again, uh, these are complicated cases that they... Um, uh, in yeshiva, they would spend at least a month on, <laughs> at least on just learning this page, because the, it's this concept of exactly when, you know, the picking up and the putting down, and what what happens in the middle. Did it start? Did it end? Does it make a difference whether you could pull it back or not? But determining the exact moment of the crime is, is so to speak, is kind of our question. So the question is the famesiv rebivi barabaye. It comes out um, uh, in the following case. Hagon of Kispa Shabbos. A person stole a wallet on Shabbos. By the way, uh, this, um, unfortunately, the, uh, the robbers know that people do, uh, put away their wallets on Shabbos. Uh, in Israel, they have to be very careful with that because they know that people that keep Shabbos put their wallets away and they know that they go to shul Shabbos morning and so uh, they, uh, uh, tourists go to shul Shabbos morning. You know, they know when people's wallets are there. So a person steals a wallet on Shabbos so, and there's no Erev. So he's got two problems. He stole a wallet and he carried a wallet. So he, when we want to make him pay back the wallet, he says, no, I, I'll deal with Hashem on that. 
because <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm guilty of caring. I don't hold the Erev, right? So, the, uh, so can we force him to pay back the wallet? So Chayev, that's not a good excuse. Because he already stole it. Before he says, I'm, you know, he says, I'll deal with the Isser Skila. No, I'm sorry, you've got to deal with the Isser Geneva first. What happens, though, if he was a Lamdan? He was a robber who was a learned robber. And he knew that he wanted to not have to pay back the robbery in case he was caught. So what he did was the following. He schlepped it. He didn't pick it up. He, he dragged it. He didn't do an Akira. He didn't pick it up. He just was a very heavy wallet. And he pulled it along. So then he's parted. So basically, it's only stealing once he carries it out of, of the neighbor's property. He knew to do that, but he didn't know not to steal it. Right. <laughs> um, there's some people that it, 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 it kind of laugh, but there are people that in some ways they consider themselves religious. They wouldn't eat non-kosher, uh, but they're crooks. You know, they do illegal stuff. Why? A Torah, the same Torah says not do one thing, not do the other. I don't know. It's, uh, people are strange. Or the business is business, as they say. Well, what do you mean business? God, God said don't cheat in business. You know, don't, don't steal from me. But uh, some people... Uh, wow. so, that's the expression, novel versus satur. Correct. That's right. That's right. Uh, they, uh, they, they, well, novel, this is even worse than that. Novel versus satur means even if technically you keep the letter of the law, you can still be disgusting. Here we're saying the Torah also tells you not to steal from people, not to cheat people. <laughs> Yet, the, you know, unfortunately, you can't just assume because the person is Orthodox that uh, you still have to make sure you're not being cheated. Because uh, they might look like they're Orthodox, but in their heart they're not. So that, and that nobody knows. But Vamai, uh, here also, say the same thing. Uh, if you pick it up in order to carry it. The more now wants to get into even more complicated case where you picked it up at, and at first you weren't going to take it out. You were going to hide it. That's another way of stealing. Um, I know this from like restaurants and things like um, the, the knives always disappear. Uh, and sometimes the food disappears in restaurants in the back end. They're always, uh, so the people who steal them, there's one way of stealing where they take it to their car. Sometimes they just take it and they put it in another place. Uh, like they put it near the garbage, or they, and then later on they get it from that other place, and then they steal it. So he, what he does is he steals it on the property and hides it somewhere there. So in case somebody sees him walking off, he's walking off, and his hands are his hands. Then he'll go back later on to that other area where nobody thinks it is and steal it from there. Here also, first he was just going to put it away, and then he decided, you know what, I better take it off the property. So then the Gemara says, are you in trouble then? You know what? We'll leave that uh, for tomorrow. Uh, we'll have to see if, uh, where exactly we're going to start on Shabbos. Um, so, uh, but either way, we got at least an Ahmed ahead. The, the real question will be if we'll ha- be caught up by Tisha B'Av or not, or we'll have to make up after Tisha B'Av. Uh, we'll have to see how Shabbos goes uh, and um, you know what kind of mood we'll be in on Sunday. But uh, the goal will be that uh, at least after Tisha B'Av, we might have a little bit left, but hopefully by Monday we'll be back to... Uh, this is Shabbos's page? Yeah, this oh, is wow. Shabbos's page. Uh, uh, by Tuesday for sure, but uh, if Mashiach doesn't come, we'll hopefully be back to normal. Mashiach comes, then we'll learn the normal daf on Tisha B'Av.